Toasties. I'm Missy, here with my bestie, Johnsy. Hey, y'all. And welcome to our Toasted Shenanigans. How you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good. Had a lazy day, so I'm pretty chill right now. Oh, that's good. You deserve How you that. doing? I'm doing all right. I had I, a not lazy day, but not a super productive one either. It was my day off. I had some appointments I had to do, and I did two loads of laundry and grocery shopping. But I feel like I got nothing done at the same time. Yeah, I did absolutely nothing and That's slept okay. in hella late, so I yeah, enjoyed it. Good. You deserved it. You deserved that. You have been on the go nonstop with work. Yeah. So we all deserve it. Yes, we do. We've got to take a moment to ourselves to keep it going. Keep that mental health in check, guys. Yep. Got to do it. So, what you drinking? I am drinking one of, or sorry, the last beer of the mini that you got me from Wisconsin. Um, This one's called a two-woman lager, and it's by Nuclearis. Did I mm-hmm. say that correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nuclearis Brewing Company. Um, it's pretty tasty. It's pretty comparable to Yingling, but it's better than Yingling. Um, I'd probably give it a six. Ooh, okay. So out of I'm not all, a, I, I'm not a huge lager fan, but yeah. this isn't bad. I I would drink, continue to drink this. So out of all of the beers now that I gave you, which one did you like the best? Uh, fuck. I don't know if I can remember the name of it. The one with the, I probably, I think it's the one with the cow on it. Spotted cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on my cousin's podcast, the Anime Lounge, mm-hmm. he they drink that one like all the time. <laughs> I told them, <laughs> I told them, I'm like, how how are you guys not sponsored yet from from them? Because literally, <laughs> they'll have like a whiskey drink and then that. <laughs> <laughs> what you got old. what you sipping on i went back to my tried and true i got my i got moscato. my moscato i got it i had some from it's my okay. birth. it's been a while it has been a while i've been branching i've been trying some new things mm-hmm. so i had to go back i got i got a bottle of it for my birthday which my birthday was on sunday guys last week um and so i'm just you know finishing off that bottle Okay. It's a 10 out of 10 perfect. <laughs> I would hope so as much as you drink it. <laughs> yes, yes. So huh, we're picking up now from our crazy story that we were starting, start, mm-hmm. starting, start, we started last week. Oh, total, total random. Actually, it's not random, but I'm going to totally interject this because it just popped in my head. So um, my daughter is discovering The Simpsons. Well, she's known about The Simpsons, but mm-hmm. I've been not allowing her to kind of watch it gotcha. until, until recently. So she's just binging the shit out of it. And uh, the episode she is currently on is when Homer is in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. I just thought I'd share, like, that's just happened to be the one she's currently on right now is Homer and the, I think the whole, I can't even remember that. There's so many gosh damn episodes in that. Like, like, yeah, they've got like, what, over 30 seasons now? Um, 35, because that started in 88. Jeez Louise. Yee, yee, like longest running show out there so impressive but i just thought it was really kind of the the coincidence is hilarious is that she's currently (laughs) in an episode of homer being in a cult fits right along with the theme yeah so all right i gotta i gotta find out what was in that basement so (laughs) let's get into this what was in that basement so Gary Hyde, Nick, y'all, when I left y'all, uh, he was selling his house and new buyers were going in there 
and they found many disturbing things, including trash, porn, and spent casings. But when they went to the basement, they found something disturbing that they didn't quite know what to come by it. So what they found was a large, I'm talking about very large hole dug out into the basement where it almost seemed like it was put there to entrap somebody. What? Mm-hmm. Like like the the true Buffalo Bill hole in the ground? Correct. Yes. Buffalo Bill style hole in the ground. Yes. Holy. That is what they found. You know, I just think of basements, right? And they have a like a con it's concrete ground. Like it's not it's not dirt. Like the effort to get through that. Well, some back in the day were still dirt cuz they considered them more cellars. I so I, I, I don't know so. if it was all like concrete flooring. Even if it was, it wouldn't take much just to crack it open and dig beneath the surface. I guess, but like, I don't know. My room as a child was in the basement. And that was was a concrete floor. (laughs) I'm just surprised as like buyers. I would be like, nope, not, no. (laughs) I I need a refund. (laughs) I would... I would be going on that tour of the house. Oh, this is a lovely kitchen. This is a great bathroom. Love the master bedroom. Okay, guys, now let's go check out the basement. How? Who was the realtor of that home that was like, let me showcase this house. Check out this custom hole in the basement. <laughs> like, yeah, like, did you not go look first? Like, I don't understand this concept. Like, I'm like, not only was there a hole in the basement, but there's porn there's old bullet casings everywhere. It's trashed. Who who sells a house? Like, I don't know if flipping houses was a thing back in the day. But that's the only thing I can see as an excuse for this. Like, no. Why would you even, buy that house? Even still, I would walk. Okay, I can get past the porn. I can get past the bullet stuff. I can get past the trash. That hole in the ground would be my dead ass No. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, we know Gary sells the house, right? So, oh gosh, <laughs> I want to know what kind of person buys it. <laughs> so Gary, um, he moves in with a new girlfriend. So we're not talking about Dorothea anymore. Okay, we're now talking about Anjanette, who, by the way, also suffered from intellectual disabilities. And to put this into perspective for you, she had an IQ of 49. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, I didn't realize when they said, like, intellectual disabilities, like, I get that. I, I, I know the meaning of it. But when I was, you know, researching this case and saw about Dorothea and this guy, he just likes women with intellectual disabilities, I didn't realize how much advantage he was taking of these women like he was really the lowest of the low like because because gary was an extremely intelligent man so uh, it just makes me it 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 just disgusts me i'll I'll leave it at that i'm not gonna read any more about it but anyways 1977 and jeanette became pregnant oh gosh no and Gary basically refuses to let her seek medical treatment for months. Oh, gosh. And her family does intervene, and they call the police. Um, and they had taken her to the doctor actually right before or two months before her due date. Uh. So that's pretty close and not good. But despite, you know, Gary putting her on a strict diet, she had only gained five pounds Oof. within those seven months. Yeah, five pounds. That's it. Oh. And she ended up giving birth March 16th, 1978 to a healthy baby girl 
and her name is Maxine. Okay. I'm glad she was healthy. But she was immediately put into foster care due to her mother's disabilities and Gary's mental illness. Both was taken into consideration. And, of oh, course, that's... Gary was pissed about this. Of course. Um, and I think it was more so not was he pissed that he lost his daughter. Ultimately, he had lost control of the situation. I was about to say. But this kind of, I don't know, really resonated with Gary, I guess, in a way. And now he was determined that he was going to have children. That was his means of existence. That's what he was here for, to birth as many children as he possibly could. Oh, gosh, that just literally gave me the... Yeah. Like, I legit just got heebie-jeebies, guys. That just That's disgusting to have that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Just extremely especially taking advantage of all of these women yeah um but he mm. definitely started plotting right away um as to how to make this happen because we saw how quickly he put together church so he he wants things done immediately mm-hmm. and ultimately he just had this delusion that it was god who wanted him to produce this many children Sir, it's not your responsibility to repopulate the earth. Mm-hmm. But he went to extreme measures. And by, I mean extreme, he went as far as to kidnap his girlfriend's sister, Amberta, who was also suffering with severe intellectual dis- difficulties and who could not live or function on her own. <sighs> so put this into perspective. She had the cognitive abilities of a five-year-old. Of a fucking five-year-old. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. And Gary thought it was best to keep her locked up in a storage closet and chained where he would frequently rape her. Oh, gosh. Oh. Bless you, by the way. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was, I was trying to, like, very silently sneeze that <laughs> snuck up on me as I'm trying to be dis- Disgusted. It was not a good combination. Like, I'm utterly, I was allergic to how gross that was. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. I am allergic to how gross that fucking was. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, she wasn't there too long. Um, and she was rescued. And good. Gary was arrested and charged with kidnapping, rape, false imprisonment, and unlawful restraint in June of 1978. Okay. But now let me Gary guess, he Stan. got out. Carry we'll on. Sorry. <laughs> I interrupted. <laughs> I'm, I just, I, I was jumping to conclusions there. I'm, I'm already angry. Well, if he stayed imprisoned, we wouldn't have a story. So. This is true. <laughs> so Gary stayed in prison very shortly upon evaluation and was transferred to the VA's hospital psychiatric ward. And in November of 1978, the trial was scheduled to begin, but unfortunately, most of the serious charges were dropped. Hmm. And this was due because neither sister was competent enough to stand trial, and prosecution ultimately could not prove guilt without their testimony. Okay, who was, who was, where were their parents to represent them? Like, clearly, because of their cognitive disabilities, they have a caretaker. Somebody who's in charge of them. Where are they? I am ultimately going to say that they probably didn't have the best upbringing. Um, especially since it was uh, what their sister that brought attention to Anjanette's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that. There wasn't a whole lot of family really, really involved. But um, if anything, I think since they're, they did have intellectual difficulties, it would be more upsetting than anything. They weren't going to get a whole lot from them. And what they really needed was testimony. And without the testimony, there's not much of a case besides what they have, which were the facts um, where they found Amberta. Okay, so the facts alone. The the judge didn't like Gary, ultimately, to begin with. 
and he could kind of sense his dangerous energies. Like he just had that like third sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to lock him up for good. But, you know, he's still working with the legal system. But he did mm-hmm. find Gary guilty of reckless endangerment and false imprisonment. So Gary was sentenced to three to seven years in a psychiatric ward. Because you also still have to take into consideration with this trial Gary's own mental illness. I don't fucking care. By January of 1979, 35-year-old Gary had had many, many evaluations. And it was determined once more that Gary had schizoid personality disorder. So schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And he was highly manipulative, very confused, highly dangerous to those more helpless, and extremely, extremely intelligent. Um. He would often at times fake different mental illnesses just to throw off the psychiatrist, kind of like a Ted Bundy move. Mm. Okay. Now, here's the thing. If I remember correctly, what Ted Bundy was like at a 127 or something like that. It was something around there. Yeah. But Gary's IQ was 148. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna... extreme. That's extremely high. I'm going to verify Ted Bundy's real quick for you. Um, his psychologist warned the hospital to make sure he was given special attention because of his suicidal past and the fact that he was just so clever um, that they didn't know what he was capable of. Ted Bundy was 136. 136. So they're not that far apart, but that those few... That matters. 12... Yeah, it adds up <clears throat> big time. Um, now, however, even though they were warned about giving Gary special attention, it was not taken seriously whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Gary pulled the same old shit and he became mute more for more than 30 months. All right. So becoming mute, he went easily unnoticed. And when he was asked why... He wouldn't speak. Gary wrote that the devil had stuck a cookie down his throat. And the, that's why he could not talk. The fuck? hmm Okay. And like I said, he had a suicidal past too as well, which is why they wanted to give him close attention. Now, the reason why they should pay close attention, Gary went on to try to eat a light bulb as an attempt to kill himself. And it was due to the fact that while he was in the psychiatric ward, he was told that his parental rights were terminated so that his daughter, Maxine, could be adopted. And he was pissed about it and didn't want to live anymore. So he tried to eat a light bulb. He picks the weirdest. I mean, mm-hmm. the weirdest. Like, mm-hmm. way. In this one, I, can't, I can um, kind of get. You're in a psychiatric ward. You're being watched constantly. So... What else are you gonna do? You've already tried everything else. What's your? What else can you do to try try to take yourself out? But right. it, he was crafty. I'll give him that. I guess. Uh, Just April twelfth. Yeah, April twelfth, nineteen eighty three. He was released from the hospital. Now, at this point, he had drifted apart from his brother, and he had absolutely no one. He was kind of a a loner. Just as he always kind of was, but, like, he had lost even more by this point. Okay. Basically, the only thing he had left was money. Because he still has all those investments. Mm. Yeah, so, I wish dude would share that information. Yeah. Um, so he went on to purchase another house. And this is 3520 North Marshall Street in North Philly. And he also purchased many luxury cars. With all of that money that he had stolen from the church and invested. It was a scam. Yep. Now, what makes this even more fucked up is that those cars that he bought with the church's money, um, he started to use the cars to lure a woman back to his home with him. Of course he did, because what mm-hmm. what female doesn't fall for a luxury vehicle? Mm-hmm. And he would frequently hang around an institute for those with intellectual disabilities. 
trying to pick them up and take them home. And he would bring back two or three women at a time to his home for group sex. Oh, fun. And his, yep, this was his plan to act out to have as many children as possible with as many women as possible. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. That's gross. It's so gross. So, while that's all going on, on October 3rd, 1985, Gary Medi- married Betty Disto. Oh, gosh. Someone actually married the idiot. I, I don't know. He picks people who, yeah. He was smart. Uh, Gary had used a matrimonial service to meet his future wife with whom he corresponded by mail for two years before proposing to her. Um, Betty had arrived from the Philippines just three days before their marriage. So basically, he kind of hired this bride. Oh, he bought her. Not necessarily. He didn't pay for her, but he used the service. Uh, You see it a lot nowadays, people coming over on the K-1 visa to get married so they get into America. Um, This is much more rare back in the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Not quite as rare with the Philippines, but um, he bonded with her. He made a connection and kind of lied to her and told her about the fabulous life he had and that he was a clergyman. Oh. Yeah, and she fell for it. Well, yeah, she fell for it because she's going based off of letters and words. She, Yeah, and meanwhile, keep in mind, while he's writing all these letters to her, He's still having these threesomes and trying to pick up other women. Like, this hasn't stopped. That's why I was was saying, meanwhile, this is all still going on. Um, But their marriage quickly deteriorated because she caught them and she caught them. She caught him in bed with all of them. Um, Yeah, that's a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. That's a deal breaker. I don't blame her. Yep. Um. And basically, throughout the course of their brief marriage, Gary forced his wife to be an onlooker while he performed inter- intercourse with other women. Mm-hmm. Ew. And he reassured Betty that in America, this was how marriages worked. She just didn't understand. And being that she's from another country and the mm-hmm. stuff that's available now is not available then, she believed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Correct. And Betty was... She was beaten, she was raped, she was mocked, starved, and forced to sleep on the floor during their marriage. Oh, poor thing. So, this was not a marriage. No. This was imprisonment. Absolutely. Oh, sweet girl. And eventually, Betty found out she was pregnant. Oh, fuck. And she quickly devised a plan to escape her house of horrors. Good on her. Did, Yeah. January 1986, Betty told Gary she needed to go to the store, and she never returned. Oh, good. So we don't know what happened to that baby? We'll get to it. Oh, fuck. So, unknown to Gary, until his ex-wife requested child support payments in 1987, he just learned that he had impregnated Betty during their short marriage. He had no fucking clue. Oh, shit. She should have kept that to herself forever. She should have been like, nope, Mm -hmm. I want nothing, not even a penny from this man. That would have been the smart thing to do, but I don't know. She didn't know better. She, so was, she was convinced watching your husband screw other ladies is American. So, I mean, almost. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Be faithful, guys. Mm-hmm. Unless it's your thing. No judgment here. If it's your kink, man, go for it. That's your guys' relationship. Yeah. I ain't judging that. But just saying, like, no. if it's not an open thing and there's no agreement, be faithful. Assholes. <laughs> so, on September 15th, 1986, she gave birth to a son whom she named Jesse. And during that same time, also... Still with his wife, Gary had also impregnated another woman, Gail oh Linko. Gail had intellectual disabilities 
and she ultimately gave birth to a boy that she turned over and he was turned over in 1986 his name was Gary Jr. Mhm. Why? So now we have three children in a very short span of time that Gary has all lost. So he's pissed, he's determined, like everything he's trying to put together, all his acts are failing. So now he's got to take it to the next extreme step. And as we can tell with Gary, with all his suicide attempts, he is extreme. Well, let me let me tell you this. This is this is what I'm getting from this right now. Okay, dude's got three babies. Dude, mm-hmm. three babies have been taken from him. Mm-hmm. For someone with an IQ that he has, he's really fucking dumb. But remember, he's still schizophrenic. And he is he hallucinates too. Yeah, but he's so still imagine stupid. he's how can I describe it? He's almost at genius level with well, well he's almost at genius level in a whole different type of world. Yeah. Book. Which is very, very, very dangerous though, too. Well, it wasn't just books, because he was crafty. He had the street smarts. He knew how to manipulate and take advantage of people. Those aren't book smarts. Those are street smarts. Yes. However, okay, he's trying to he's trying to impregnate all these people, thinking he is his God given thing to have to repopulate the earth. Yet he's picking people, and who, that's the schizophrenia, who are weaker than him. Mm-hmm. Who naturally people are going to take the child. He is manipulating the wrong group, and that's where he's fucking stupid. Now, I'm not encouraging the behavior by any means on what I'm saying. Please, people, do not take it that way. But you'd think he'd be like, you know what? I'm picking all these low IQ women. They keep taking my babies. Maybe I should manipulate somebody a little bit higher that people aren't going to be staring at as much. He's fucking stupid. That's ultimately what he does. So he realizes that he's taking the wrong women. Um, okay, so he finally these women it out. actually, yeah, these women actually have people that care about them. So who do we move on to that don't have people who actually care about prostitutes? So Gary was determined to follow through with his plan and father as many children as possible, but this time he had to be careful, as we just ex- discussed, and he couldn't get caught again. So he spent hours and hours perfecting his plan. And digging a very deep and bigger hole. Oh gosh! In this new basement. Oh gosh! That would hold that would hold multiple people for punishment. Is and it, it prostitutes? Was am I am I right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting real excited here, guys. We'll get there. I just want and to know it if was I'm complete, right. <laughs> complete. You're such a fucking Virgo. <laughs> Chill over there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) So he built this bigger hole so he could torture more people. And it was complete with muffler clamps he planned to use as shackles. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And he would now focus attention on the African-American women. And it was a segment of population that came from poverty, some down on their luck, but mostly prostitutes. Yes. <laughs> the common. Well, not yes. Well, no. But you are correct. <laughs> but it's, it, it seems to be a common, it's a common thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looked down on so badly. And I mean, and a lot of the people we've already talked about, like, they're just, it's whatever. They're looked down on because a lot of them are down on their luck. A lot of them are homeless. A lot of them have a you know a drug problem. So they're willing to do just about anything for the money. Mm-hmm. So it's it. unfortunately. They they're all, an easy target. I was going to say, unfortunately, they're an easy target. But they can change. Absolutely. Many have. Absolutely. So. <clears throat> But besides that, so he focused on these women that people wouldn't notice if they went missing. And if they did, it wasn't that big of a deal. 
Now, according to John Douglas with the FBI, Gary had a scheme to create a master race. And his plan was to kidnap African-American women to reach his objective. So the FBI, after, you know, their involvement with Gary's case Mm -hmm. and his evaluations and whatnot, realized that Gary ultimately was trying to create a master race, which is really odd because when we go back to Robert and and Gary's first house, his tenant, he frequently heard Gary reading Aryan literature. Ugh. Isn't that odd? Yeah. The first victim was Jofina Riviera. She's 25. And he abducted her in November of 1986. Josephina thought he, she was going to, you know, turn a quick trick. But she got into Gary's luxury car, went to back to their house, or his house, sorry. And he basically drugged her, beat her, and threw her into his dark and dingy basement and chained her up. And at this point, you know, she's in shock. She's hysteric. Um, she's crying. And he wouldn't stop beating her with a stick until she stopped crying. And Josefina was probably the loudest out of the women that he does kidnap. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> Gary had to play the radio and television so loud so that he could smother her screams. So that way he wouldn't be caught. Now, like I said before, when Gary comes up with something, he's very quick on it. He wants it now and he's going to act on it. Mm -hmm. So within three days of Josephina, he kidnapped Sandra Lindsay, 24, who had diminished mental capacity. And she just suddenly disappeared while she was walking to a local store. Mm -hmm. So. We're talking about a time where there's not a whole lot of cameras or anything like that. So for somebody to just go up and missing, it's like a cold case. Hard to track it. Yeah. He chained her right up next to Josefina and would force each of the women to watch the other get raped. Now, Sandra's family actually knew Gary. Oh. And began to look for even bringing police to Gary's home because they found him suspicious that anybody was going to talk to Sandra. It probably was Gary because I'm assuming they had talked previously before. Mm-hmm. And the police did go to Gary's house and there was loud music inside and they knocked and no one answered. Gary didn't answer because, of course, he's afraid he's going to get caught. Of course. So... He immediately went down to the basement and had Sandra write a letter that said she was doing fine and not to worry about her and along with a Christmas card. He then drove from Philly to New York and mailed them from there. Sandra's family gave the policeman the information about Gary and previous charges from 1978 kidnapping. Mm -hmm. But here's the issue. When giving Gary's information, they spelled Gary's last name wrong, and they were unable to pull anything up. Oh, fuck. So. So he looks like an innocent they didn't man. Get, exactly. This permitted Gary to continue his wicked little childbirth mission. <laughs> On December 22nd, 1986, Gary kidnapped another woman, Lisa Thomas, 19 who was a single mother walking in the cold. He lured her into his car, proceeded to buy her lunch, invited her to his house for a glass of wine, and then she lost consciousness. And when she woke up, she had been raped and chained into the basement. Gary introduced her to the other young women and then made them sandwiches. How lovely and sweet of him. Mm-hmm. Keep them but nourished. Before- But before going to bed, he raped Lisa once more. Pig. 
On January 1st, 1987, Deborah Dudley was brought to the basement. Now, this one was different. She was gutsy, she was confrontational, and over time, she convinced Gary to purchase portable toilet, tampons, and allow the women to get a bath now and then. So she had started to change the environment. Good for her. By January 18th, Gary kidnapped one more victim, Jacqueline Eskins, 18, and he seemed happy with the number as he planned to birth 10 babies between all of them. So we got... So he's, uh, you got five he's, women, he's, right? Yes, he's finally happy. Oh. Each one of them are going to have two kids. He's okay. His plan seems to go in out, working out well. However, mm. it didn't work out so well. He punished the women for daring to behave badly. And one day, Sandra t- tried to crawl out of the pit that he had dug in the basement. For this infraction, he hung her up by one of her wrists on a beam where her feet were barely touching the floor. Now, he hung her up like this for an entire fucking week. So, by the end of this week, Sandra was dead. She suffocated by the weight of her body on her own fucking lungs. Of course. That's how she died. I can't even, like, I can't imagine being the person going through that. I can't imagine having any to be forced to watch that either right and not knowing you can you can't do anything you're chained there's nothing you can do right so not knowing what to do with the body gary took sandra's body upstairs and guys i'm sorry it's gonna get graphic so tune out if you can't listen to this um but he took her body upstairs and he used a power saw to dismember her and young women in the basement, of course, were in tears because they could hear the noise of the saw. And they can only imagine the carnage upstairs that was happening. He proceeded to store Sandra's arms and legs in a freezer. But Gary was not done. In an act beyond comprehension, Gary boiled Sandra's head in a pot of water and cooked her ribs in the oven. The fuck? He boiled her head for for days until the f- until the teeth floated out of the gums. Ew. At one point, Gary took Deborah upstairs and showed him the head in the boiling water and told her that would be her if she stepped out of line ever again. The smell was so putrid that it caused a neighbor to call the police due to the smell. Oh, gosh, I can only imagine just boiling a head for days. Uh, you guys are going to hear that sound a lot. Uh, I, I, th- I thought I thought Catherine Knight was bad. No. Well, this clearly, clearly Armin did not get any lessons from Gary before he tried to eat a penis. Well, Gary was not intending to eat any of this. Yeah, but he, he was not a cannibal. He was just trying to hide the body. And this was his means to hide a body. Well, Catherine attempted to eat the body. Well, no, he, she didn't attempt to she eat it. Was gonna she was going to eat atte- it to people. She attempted to feed it to her stepchildren. <laughs> yes. Or oh, future step- stepchildren. But anyways, police come to Gary's house because of the neighbor calling the cops. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Gary answers the door this time and he told them that the smell was coming from a burnt roast. Yep. Because they smell the same. Well, the police officers went on their way. Yeah. I, don't, I guess the police officers weren't operating with quite as a high IQ. Anyways, uh, another run in with the law failed and Failed to seize Gary, because that could have saved some lives. But anyways. Yeah. Gary returned to the kitchen where he put Sandra's body through a meat grinder. And he mixed it with dog food. Wait, does he have dogs? And he gave it to... Yes, he does. But he gave it to the women to eat. Oh, no. Did they Mm -hmm. eat it? 
I don't know for sure. And I do know Josefina didn't eat it. I have watched, I don't want to spoil anything, but I've watched a lot of interviews and I know that she did not eat it. Okay. I mean, I guess at um, that point, like when you're that starved, you're not going to question I don't what care. you're eating. I do not care. What if your fellow captures are in that dog food? <clears throat> no, I couldn't. I couldn't bring did myself they, to do it, even if know? I was starving. Did they know it was in there? I guess that's the question. Did they know? I'm trying not to. I try not to ruin this, but when watching the interviews, Josephina did say that she knew. Okay. I wasn't sure if they just assumed or if they actually like mm-hmm. physically were told like, yeah, here. But Gary did not only torture his victims physically, he also manipulated them and he would pin them against each other. Mm. And Josephino was Gary's favorite and he would show that as a means to pin them against each other. Now, she was the first one captured, right? Correct, yes. So she's the oldest golden child. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So on Josephina's birthday, Gary surprised her with a birthday cake and a pair of slippers. And they all ate Chinese food together. Ooh. Yep. Happy little birthday party, right? Right. So where Gary thinks he's being cunning, Josephina plays along with it and kind of sees the patterns. And... She was going to be very cunning, too, and play him at his own game. Hmm. So she started reprimanding the other women. And it convinced him that she was an ally. At one point, Gary appointed her the leader of the women he had abducted. Mm -hmm. And this pissed Deborah off because when we go back, I remember I told you she was she was different. She was the one that's confrontational. She was ballsy. Right. Um, she she couldn't fucking take anymore. She was pissed at this point. Mm-hmm. So she devised a plan among the other women to escape when Gary left the house because they could hear him coming and going. Uh huh. Josephina, thinking that she could manipulate the situation, told Gary of Deborah's escape plan. And when Gary realized the woman could hear him coming and going from his house, he began to shove screwdrivers in their ears. Oh. He ultimately put Deborah in the pit and he filled it to the brim with water. Oh, no. He then placed an electrical wire in front of Josephina, ordering her to touch the battery cables to the chain that bound Deborah in the hole. Oh, no. A sudden jolt of electricity went through Deborah's body, and she violently shook and screamed. And, of course, it didn't take long before she lay limp in the water. That same night, Gary loaded up Deborah's body in his Cadillac Coupe de Ville with Josephina, and they drove to the woods in a remote wooded part of New Jersey. Gary, in this meantime, started opening up to Josephina. Over the next few days, Gary took Josephina to Denny's to eat, and he took her out for shopping to get new clothes. She now was permitted to sleep in his bed. And while out with Gary, Josephina had ample opportunities to run, but she knew she couldn't because ultimately he would kill the other girls. Uh Uh-huh. So she never did run. But now we have two people or two women dead out of the five. So Gary needs more women now. Yeah. And Josephina was forced to help Gary with the abduction of Agnes Adams, who was 24. And she did. And to reward Josephina, Gary told her she could go see her family. It's a lot of trust. That is a lot of trust. But, I mean, she she did some shit. So. I'll address that at the end. Oh, I know. But he dropped her off at 6th and Gerard and promised to return in 25 minutes. <laughs> Instead of going to see her family, she ran and called 911 from a payphone. And when she told the police her story, they didn't believe her. It was too far-fetched. So she began to show him the scars and bruises on her arms and legs to prove it. Uh 
So now the police were more serious about it. They went to Gary's house and then they also waited for Gary to return. When Gary returned, the police arrested him. And at first he had no clue what it was. But then all of a sudden he knew what it was. And he was like, oh, I know why you arrested me now. This is because of my overdue child support, isn't it? See, he's stupid. He's dumb. He's still stupid, yeah. Oh. So, when the police entered the home on 3520 North Marshall Street, the house was absolutely disgusting. Uh, we already knew the first one was bad. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what this one looked like. But when they entered the music and all the TVs were blaring, the heat was turned off. All the way fuck up. Yeah. And they recalled it that it was a smell so putrid that they began to gag and vomit. I mean, I've been doing that this whole episode, so. <laughs> yeah. They ultimately found two women chained together and naked below the waist. And a third woman in the pit under the plywood in the basement. In July 1988, Gary was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder, kidnapping, multiple counts of rape, and much more. I wasn't going to put it all on here because it would take me a minute to go through it. Oh, I could imagine. His sentence was death, and he did not appeal his conviction. And while on death row, he tried to overdose. Of course, because he... Control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to have his ultimate control, his plan for his own destiny. But he tried hiding his meds and ways to commit suicide. After this, he filed a petition to speed up his death. Oh, like I desired. Yep. <clears throat> Again, a desire to control his own destiny, but he was denied and... He didn't fight his execution. However, his daughter Maxine did on his behalf. Why? Other than maybe like the unknown and she wanted a chance to know who he was. Honey, that is information you don't want. Well, 19-year-old Maxine, she was serious about this. And she took his case all the way up to the Supreme Court in an attempt to overturn his death sentence. Demanding his sentence was not just as... That Gary was mentally insane. However, Gary was not mentally insane. He was mentally ill. He knew the difference between right and wrong. And when she lost her final appeal, her attorney, Kathy Sweldo, told the Post-Gazette that Maxine was devastated. July 6, 1999, Gary had two slices of cheese pizza and two cups of coffee for his last meal. Oh, fuck His daughter was... <laughs> yep. His daughter visited for about an hour before she left for his before his execution. She did not stay. And when asked if he had any final words, he said nothing. Dick. Mm-hmm. And he was the last parents, person to be sentenced to death in Pennsylvania. And Gary Heidnick was every bit as twisted as the infamous movie character he inspired, Buffalo Bill, The Silence of the Lambs. Josephina, who escaped returned to the street as a prostitute. Oh. She did walk away from the life after about a year. She said, my judgment wasn't clear. I just couldn't tell the difference between a nut and a sane person. Which makes sense. Yeah. She reconciled with her three children and is now a grandmother. Oh. As of 2012, she is in counseling. Good. Enjoys church. Babysitting her grandchildren. Oh. And her Marlboro Light cigarettes. Hey, go for it, honey. Everybody got a vice. Josephina gets startled easily and has panic attacks. Mm. And sometimes she has to turn off the television in order not in order of not to be reminded of her own trauma. Also, she can't stand to hear the sound of leaves crunching under someone's feet because it reminds her of Gary carrying Deborah's body into the woods. Josephina loves to walk the beach, collect pieces of sea glass, shards of bottles and jars. Like her life, it reminds her that over time, even tumultuous and churning waves can change the sharp, jagged edges into smooth gemstones. 
That's pretty. It is pretty. But that being said, the other women that did escape hate Josefina. Understandably. But at the same time... Because of what she did. At the same time, you... You'd like to think they would have understood what she did and why she did it. I could not, if I were in their shoes, I would hate her just as much, too. For some of the things that she participated in. Yeah. And when she had ample opportunity to go seek help, but then keep taking advantage of the situation. No, go fuck yourself. I'm happy that she's living a better life now just because I believe in karma. Yeah. But if that was her last day in there, I wouldn't shed a tear. I, I, like I said, I, I understand why they feel the way that they feel. Oh, I can under, understand it completely. Yeah. I can understand why people say, well, it's not, it's not her fault. She did what she could, but she didn't do what she could. Yeah, There's I was, more you know, that she could do. I was thinking about it because you said that he let her go see his family or let her mm-hmm. go see her family. Well, that was ultimately but, when she did change the situation. Right. But she had so many more ample opportunities before to that. run away that she didn't do it. And you're saying that you didn't do it because you were afraid that the girls were that these die. other women would die. Well, if, if that's you, the case, but you just did it at the end. You did You still went and ran to the cops. Right. And the girls didn't die. So right. why didn't you do it sooner? Right. I was thinking. When the, you had the opportunity to. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. And the fact that you, you helped. I mean, obviously that's her own thing she's dealing with. And that's why she can't, can't listen to leaves crunching under people's feet. You killed somebody at the end of the day, honey. You, yes. you you didn't run away because you're afraid the girls were going to die, yet you helped kill somebody. And you're living just fine now. Yeah. But, uh... Man, I, I mean, I get it. Maybe it was Stockholm Syndrome. I don't fucking know. Still, at the end of the day, you knew you could do something, but you decided not to in case the girls would die. But you just killed one. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't add up to me. You full on snitched on her and then helped kill her. Like, yeah. You are just as bad as Gary. Just as bad. Sorry. Karma. Hate me if you want to for that, but karma. So when I watched all these interviews and you get to hear the other girls and you can see their disdain, disgust for Josephina. Like, I wasn't there. I don't know what they ultimately all went through. But you could tell through their hate and their words that she's not fucking innocent. Yeah. But anyways, that's the story of Gary Hyde, Nick, y'all. The real Buffalo Bill. Sorry for my multiple gags throughout that one. Um, You know, in the beginning, I did not know Gary's story prior to his crimes. But once you got to the crimes and the names, Josefina and Deborah. I knew who mm-hmm. you were talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah. wait. Got it. I know who you're talking about. It's like all the way up until that point. Um, I did not know all the stuff he was doing prior to that situation. And his daughter, I'm sorry, sweetheart. You're just as dumb as he is that you fought. You fought for his. He's not. Yeah, he's not mentally unstable. No. He deserved that death sentence. He still knew the wrong between wrong and right. That's why he turned up. The television. That's why he turned on music. That's why he hid from the cops. That's why. Otherwise, he'd have been like, welcome to my fucking home. I'm a crazy person with bitches in my basement trying to start a new race. But that's not what he fucking did. No. He knew what he was doing. He definitely knew right from wrong in that situation. Um, I think he's also, for somebody who has the IQ that he had, he was the dumbest person I've ever heard of. Yes, and I do want to say that I spoke a lot about his mental health could play a factor into what he did, what he did. But I wanted to acknowledge he had health insurance through the government, through TRICARE, because he was in the military, because he retired with full benefits. He had 
medication. Yes, I get it. He had schizophrenia. When you know somebody who has schizophrenia and they're not medicated, whole different story. But this man was fucking medicated. And still caught committing crimes. Exactly. This is different. Mm hmm. I'm just I think someone needs to evaluate his daughter that I'm I'm concerned for her right now. It is genetic. Exactly. And his other children, although they weren't there to fight for him to live. Now, were they? No, in- nothing. Nothing's known about the other children. We know nothing. OK, well, someone needs to check on his other child, the one that fought for him to live. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned just a little. Um, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> On a lighter note, uh, there's this amazing band that I listen to called Skinned, and they have a really good song based on Gary Heidnick. So all of Skin's music is based on serial killers. You were telling me about them. I've yes. never gotten around to listening to them. I forgot you all about that. You need to listen to it. It's I called know. it's called Gary Heidnick by Skinned, and it features one of my favorite men ever. Ozzy? Can you, no, it's not Ozzy. Can you guess? One more. Oh, gosh. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Is it jo- not Jelly Roll, is it? No, it's not Jelly Roll. <laughs> I was like, I had a... <laughs> I know you like that'd be yeah. weird. That would have been weird. I was like, Jonathan Davis God. features in the song, and it's really good. Okay, but the whole story in itself is extremely sad and pissed me off a whole lot. So it, it is. Hope very, you all enjoyed it. It is very sad, and I can understand that being really, yeah, yeah. Researching this one was hard. I was just like, I've got to get it done, but. God, I just want to stab this motherfucker in the face, even though he's already dead. Just bring him back for a second, stab him in the face. Probably I mean, we can make me feel better. I we could boil his head till his teeth fall out and float. Eh, I'm not that sick and twisted that might actually make me vomit. <laughs> but I, 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 you know, something along those lines. Yeah, something to torture him. But well, hope he rots in hell. Well, he probably is. Because there's a special place for people like that. Whatever you guys mm-hmm. want to call it. Hell. Earth. Tomato. Tomato. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> that was a roller coaster. That was, that was, was a roller coaster. I was like laughing. And then I was confused. And then I was angry. And then I was sneezing. Because I was <laughs> allergic to the bullshit of Gary. Gary. Sorry, every time I hear Gary, I think of SpongeBob. No, he is not as cute as Gary. Do not compare the two. I know, and I'm I'm trying not to. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get Gary the snail in my head more than this douche canoe. And just I've that this is a doozy. A roller coaster. It really is. It's a roller coaster like the ups and downs of just so many emotions with this one. That's dickwad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Could have been stopped so many times. So yeah, many fucking times. But that's our justice system for you, y'all. Well, thank God you. God bless America. Yep. You're <laughs> welcome. Well, thank you. All right, guys. Well, thanks. And make sure you guys are liking and following and sharing and hitting the bell of all the things. Find us on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and our website. Don't forget our website, ToastedShenanigans.com. To those of you that have reached out and gave us some recommendations of stories, please know that we did not forget about your stories. We still have them on our our list. Somehow, we went from, like, not knowing what the fuck we're going to talk about to, like, having this list of shit that we're like, let's do this one. Yeah. Let's do now that we one. we work through all of them. <laughs> we're, like, we got, we got like, lists of ones that were like, oh, my gosh, we're going to do this and this and this and this and this. Um, so do know that we did not forget about your stories. And please keep them coming because eventually we will exhaust that list. And there's some on our list that were, like, I know for me. I was a few on the list that I was so excited to start working on, and all of a sudden I went for like left turn. 
Um, which is why you guys got Jim Jones because that one out of nowhere just was like, I had to tell you. And if you haven't listened to that and you're coming in now to hear me talk about that, you need to go back and stop being a slacker because that one's a fucking doozy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but just know guys, we did not forget about your stories. We are going to work on them. Please keep sending us more. We love it. Um, so yeah. Until next time, I guess. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.